I'm dying. Okay. Um, it's not funny, James. I'm sorry. Oh, goodness. And the home of the Deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And let me tell you, when this podcast hits 88 episodes, you're going to hear some serious bit. Oh, boy. So let's get back to the podcast. I don't know. I, I, I lost the thread a little bit there, but it is episode 88. I am here. James is here, and I think both of us are super jazzed because of what has occurred in the last 24 hours as of recording. Am I wrong, James? You are 100% correct, sir. Because what has occurred is USA, 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 our golden girls have taken the gold in Pyeongchang, and they are the champs, baby. They are the champions, my friend. Oh, yes. And what a game it was. I watched it this morning, you know, the morning of this recording. It was on last night as we record, but it was on after my bedtime. So even though I knew what happened, I, uh, you know, I watched the game. I think partially because I knew what happened, I watched the game. And, uh, oh boy, I, I texted James as I was watching it. I said, even, you know, I said, is it weird that I am on the verge of an ulcer <laughs> watching a game that I already know the outcome of? I think you were speaking for every American. So, uh, yeah, we, we all kind of felt the same way. But like, you never know. You just, you never know in this day and age. But, uh, yeah. No, it really was an incredible game. It, it, like, just from, from, from puck drop to the final horn. It was just, <laughs> wow. What a game. The, in case you've been living in a hole, under a rock in a hole, in a cave, the U.S. women beat the Canadian women 3-2 to two in a shootout. And it was a thrilling game, as I've mentioned. The U.S. scored early. They scored in the final minute of the first period to take a one nothing lead. Then in the second, Canada scored twice to go up 2-1. to one. And uh, I've got to say, Canada is a little dirtier than I was expecting to see. They, they took a lot of penalties over the course of the game. Unfortunately, I think the U.S. wound up like one for seven on the power play. But the, uh, the one play in particular was really like not cool. So the uh, let me let me set the scene for you here, James. So at the beginning of the third period, Canada's up two to one. And there's uh, like a scramble in the Canadian zone. One of the U.S. players, Brianna Decker, she set up in front of the crease for a pass. Uh, the play happened very quickly. She kind of she kind of set herself up right there. The puck was coming to her. The Canadian goalie Zabados she laid out and she was able to stick the puck like poke it away before Decker could get a shot off, which totally clean. Uh, it was a very, I mean, I'm saying this because it's my style, but it was a very well-played sequence by the goalie. Uh, it, it's it's what I probably would have done in her place, you know, trying to, to poke away. I have no issue with what she did. She, she was fine. What I do have issue with is at almost the same time, immediately after the goalie pokes the puck away, so she was already in the process when this was happening, the Canadian captain, Poulin, came charging across the slot and shouldered Decker in the head. 
like she laid her out. This was this was a charge. This was a, a, a really dirty hit. And there's no body checking period in the Olympics. So or at least not for the women. And so the fact that she did this and she was unpenalized. Every like the announcers were saying, oh, this should be at minimum a five minute major. She went completely unpenalized for this play. And the fact that she that I just I can't imagine that at one point they showed the Swedish referee going over to the American bench and explaining what what happened and, and why she wasn't called. We never found out what that explanation was. Pierre was between the benches, but he couldn't hear. But uh, I'd like to think that the, the conversation went a little something like this. What the hell was that? Bork, bork, bork. No, no, right, right. Fine. But, but my girl just got laid out. And the poutine and incidental contact. No, but it's, it was not incidental contact. She, she shouldered her in the head. Were you not seeing what the rest of us were seeing? Montreal vacation. I mean, I'm speculating a little bit, but that's really, that's the only thing I can come up with for why she would not have called a penalty on that play. Like it was, it was completely unsportsmanlike and just, you know, there's no place for that kind of play in this game. So uh, I'm, if for no other reason than that, I am glad that Canada lost and the U.S. girls were able to overcome and win for the first time since 1998. So well done, uh, U.S. women. Yeah, they well done. Honestly, they they were huge. So I, you know, I'm I'm not wearing a mask at the moment because I'm podcasting and I'm not actually playing hockey. But if I was, I would definitely take it off to them because you know they. They earned that win, and, and just everything about that game was uh, like from the uh, the American goalie on down, who was who was twenty years old. She was a rookie in the Olympics, and she like she set the, the tone for for this team. She stood on her head and carried them, and you know they they all deserve all the credit in the world for what they were able to accomplish. It, it was it was a real banner day for our country. So. Um, and if you're not listening from the U.S., it was a banner day for our country. So um, we're just going to take that little, you know, victory lap here on the podcast because, you know. Well, you're the American rhino. You're not uh, the so that, you're not wrong. So there you go. And, yeah, I'm, I'm glad because from the previous podcast, too, you and Kevin were rooting for the ladies. And uh, I hope that that good karma paid off to uh, get the uh, American women over that nasty hump and take the gold from Canada. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean the way they lost in Sochi four years oh, ago was yeah, just, it well. left an awful taste in the mouth. So, you know, this is some sweet, sweet redemption. Well earned. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think this is the last we're going to talk about this uh, particular Olympic win here on the podcast, but for now I'm going to just kind of put, put it back in the box and uh, move on a little bit. How was your week, James? Pretty good, thanks. How about yours? Uh, my week went pretty well, thank you. How did you spend your weekend, James? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I thought played, you might be. Played some deck hockey with you and, and you? the LIQ, yeah. And uh, thank you thank you for saving the day, literally, and to Jeff as well, because our other goalie didn't show up. So thanks to you for having the extra equipment that you lent to Jeff. And thanks to Jeff for, who wasn't expecting to be in goal that day, to substitute and do such a great job. And the three games that we played, uh, they all went to overtime, too. Mm -hmm. So really hard-fought games. And uh, John is just amazing out there. He was on our team, and he has the talent to just take over a game. But, uh, you know, we had good teams, good passing, good chemistry, and, and well done. So it was a lot of fun and really enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel bad for Jeff because he... He played his heart out. He had a great day, but he still wound up 0 for 3 on the day. You know, three, I would say, heartbreaking overtime losses. Really, any game you lose in overtime especially is heartbreaking. But I, I think I feel bad for him because he, he was a real gamer. He definitely deserved better. Not that I would have liked him to have had better because, you know, it would have been at my expense. But 
as a as a fellow goal, I told him at the end of the day, you know, he he is in the fraternity. He is a goalie, so he doesn't have any cause to hang his head. So good on you, Jeff, and uh, hope to see you out there again next week. And yeah. um, if you happen to be checking out our Facebook feed this weekend, then you saw a couple of the games because we streamed the first two games on our live on our, our uh, Facebook page. I uh, hit the deck, and I just. I hope you tuned in at least to part of it because we played some great hockey. If you did, I do want to apologize for the first game because somehow or other we wound up with a filter of some sort on the feed, which was like raining glitter and it snowing and it got dark at random points. And so I, that was not intentional. It was just like um, a missed tapped button and in the sun and from the angle that we set up the phone to, to stream it. I couldn't really see that that filter was on. So I apologize. I hope it won't happen again because, you know, it was really difficult to watch back. But I hope you were able to check out some of the hockey because it really was some great, fun, hard-fought hockey, very competitive. And both teams who played last week, you know, they, they deserve credit. We deserve credit. I feel kind of narcissistic saying we deserve credit. But um, both teams that played deserve, you know, credit for a great, series of games and a great day so that was a lot of fun and uh how'd you do on the score sheet there james oh we, we won so it was just it was great to to be uh, on a team and i haven't been on a winning team in god knows how long so i was just really grateful to be surrounded by such good teammates uh, generous teammates including my goalie mr american rhino so it was just it was an honor to uh, be a part of that and we really had a lot of fun and as you said it was so closely fought it really could have gone either way because both teams were so evenly matched and uh, so a lot of excitement, a lot of clutch goals. So really, really good stuff and huge saves as well. Yeah, a lot of clutch ends. goals, a couple scored by you, which you're too humble to talk about. And, and you set up some more. And, you know, considering how you've talked on the podcast before about one of your personal goals being to become better at, you know, goal scoring and point getting, I think, you you know, it's only fair that we give you the credit that it is due for for being able to generate that offense that you were trying to make a priority in your game. So here, here. Well, I appreciate that. And it's it's for the teammates, too, especially you're my goalie. I want to give a reason to keep you as my goalie to give you some wins. But again, the credit to John and Chris and Rob. I mean, those guys just play their guts out. And Dan came up huge, too. End to end, too. It was just back to back, you know, playing offense, playing defense setting up plays, passing, and clutch goals, too. So the guys did really did really, really well, and, and it was a pleasure to, and an honor to be a part of that. So it just kind of when you see that, and on the other side, too, you know, we, we were pushed to the brink, and you just kind of, you know, you raise your game to, to keep up, and uh, it was a lot of fun and, and much needed. So thank you. And when things got hairy, if we're giving out compliments here, you deserve great credit for that, for calming things down in, in the perfect time when we needed it, too, because there were a couple of times when uh, you blink an eye and all of a sudden we coughed up two goals. Yeah, well, so, whose fault uh, is that? <laughs> well, I take responsibility for that. I mean, that's the defenseman. Rule number one is if there's a shot on goal, that means you didn't do your job. So yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's let's let's be fair here. So all right. All right. Uh, I but, think but this is done. this is the 88th episode. I think we've talked about this exact conversation about 84 of them. So let's yeah. let's just move on. OK, Yeah. plus we have some some guests patiently waiting, too. So do we? Yeah. Well, then we should not keep them waiting much longer, should we? That would just be rude. That would be rude. So why don't we find out who those guests are and jump right into our starting lineup for tonight? Yes? Yes, sir. All right. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my steadfast co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi, and two very special guests with us tonight. One-time goalie, pretty much a defenseman now. Number 57, Lou Harvitton. And in goal, number 82, uh, Ryan Diaz, a.k.a. Goldberg, the goalie. I am Goldberg, the goalie! All right, thank you both gentlemen very much for joining us for the podcast. We sincerely appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Gentlemen, please, if I could just have you stand by for one more minute, we would appreciate it if you would wait oh so patiently 
You've been so patient as it is, but we just have the tiniest bit of business to transact before we get into the interview proper. So if, James, I could impose upon you, would you mind terribly telling us what is on deck for this podcast? It's no imposition at all, and I'll be quick. Thank you, sir. Charlotte Street Hockey. That's right. General Manager of the CSH, Mr. Lou Harviton, and CSH goalie extraordinaire, Mr. Ryan Diaz, stopped by to fill us in on their league and about winning last weekend's Ironman tournament. We promise not to steal any of your superb thunder, Mr. Daniel Wilson, as he is putting together video highlights of the tournament on the Raleigh Street Hockey League's YouTube channel, and we can't wait to see those. And 38th anniversary and more. At the recording of this podcast, it is February 22nd. Not only is it President Washington's birthday, the date when Team USA knocked off the Russians at the 1980 Olympics, but it is now also the day the 2018 women became Golden Girls again. USA! 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 Congratulations to the U.S. women for slaying the Canadian monster and winning gold. And in two days, it's my mom's birthday. Yeah, so I'm a mama's boy. And the anniversary of Team USA taking the gold in 1980. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So I think without further ado, we should proceed directly to the interview. Yes? Yes, sir. All right. Well, in that case, welcome once again, gentlemen, to the podcast. Okay, gentlemen. Yeah, again, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, so let's just jump right into the questions. Uh, Charlotte is about a three-hour drive south of Raleigh, but there seems to be a close camaraderie between the Charlotte Street Hockey and the Raleigh Street Hockey League, which is really fantastic to see. So is this friendship, and this is for either Lou or Ryan or both, uh, is the friendship thanks to the common love of deck slash ball hockey in North Carolina? I think it's just a hockey community in general in the the fellowship and the fraternity and everything of all the hockey players we've played in their tournaments since 2012 and i've met kevin frost who was on your show last week i've known him for that long and we're kind of friendly rivals we bounce ideas off each other for different tournaments and stuff like that so did you guys originally play in a tournament together is that how you guys got together and, and got to know each other i put a team together i wasn't able to play actually i've never played in one of their Ironman tournaments, mm-hmm. but I have put teams together, uh, and I went up and took photos and cheered on their team, and we met that way and known each other ever since. Awesome. Yeah, Lou's Lu- more of our commissioner than anything else. He plays sometimes, but he's <laughs> he takes the lead. But no, we appreciate that, Lou. We do. Hey, every team needs uh, a good manager slash uh, you know GM. Every great team has a great person to put it together. So, you know, that's an important role to fill. Yeah, you got to have thick skin, too. <laughs> cool. So uh, same thing for you, Ryan. I mean, you know, it, it's not exactly close in proximity, but you have like a lot of buddies over there in the uh, RSHL and so on and so forth. Or? Well, you know, I, I don't really know them outside of playing uh, ball hockey together, but I think you said it yourself. You know, just, just look at how many individuals from Charlotte are willing to make the trip out to Raleigh and uh, over in Greensboro to, to play ball hockey. Um, I think that's it's really uh, comes down to just the fundamental love for the game. You know, I don't want to sound a cliche, but we're really just a group of guys that want to play. And, and you know, I think we, we admire what Raleigh has put together and we want to be a part of that. And, you know, we're, we're more than happy to make the trip out to join you guys. Yeah, fantastic. Well, speaking of Kevin, too, I mean, uh, you know, he suggested that we reach out to the CSH as well. So that was thanks to him to uh, extend the invitation. And so thanks to you guys for joining us tonight with that. So, OK, aside from tournaments, then there's really no members between both the CSH and the RSHL? I don't think so. Just because of the distance, I don't think there's any overlap there. Yeah, we have a couple that come down for pickup on occasion. Okay. But other than that, yeah, this the, the distance is too far just for casual hockey, I guess you could say. How sure. did you guys find out about the RSHL Ironman tournament? I don't remember, really. Probably Googled it. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah, n- nothing wrong with that. So uh, the CSH has a similar story to the RSHL and that it started out with informal pickup games and has grown to about 200-member co-ed league. So are there divisions in Charlotte Street Hockey? Not 
we'll throw in a tournament here and there. The facility we do play, it's in South Charlotte area. It's a YMCA, and they have an outdoor ring concrete surface. Mm-hmm. And we'll play some pickup games there, and sometimes we'll hold a tournament or two. Okay. How often are you guys able to play? Usually we have uh, three pickups a week. We'll wow. have a Tuesday. We'll have a weeknight in the Saturday. We're alternate between the the park that's a basketball court mm. and the rink facility in South Charlotte. We're alternate every Saturday there, and but in weeknights we'll play in the rink. And then Sunday mornings, some uh, usually a handful of guys will will show up at the basketball court and play then too. Is there an off season for the outdoor? rinks or is it just play whenever weather allows i mean north carolina we're very temperate climate here so we rarely get snow or any kind of weather other than rain that would really prevent us from playing right and the summer heat doesn't affect surprisingly you badly either. People play, more people playing the summer in the blazing 90 degree 90 percent humidity mm-hmm. than in the winter here it's kind of it's kind of strange wow, that that is You know what? I was going to say that's interesting, but I think we've actually, James and I have experienced a similar phenomenon here in New York with the the group that we play with. So, you know, I guess people are just more willing to go out and be hot than be cold. I guess so. (laughs) Well, that's more of a credit to uh, Ryan and Gary and other goalies out there, too, because that's, I mean, you guys are sweating as it is, but when it gets, what, to like 60 degrees and above, God bless you. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, at least we don't have to run around. (laughs) Yeah, you asked if if it affects anything. Yes, absolutely. It affects a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So are there there any uh, age restrictions in the uh, CSH? No, we're uh, multi-generational. We have kids as young as Ryan's son. He he plays with us. Was he 11 or 12? He's uh, 12. He's 12. 12. Well, he started at 11. He's 12 now. So we'll go from 11 to there's people in their 50s and 60s that play with us on occasion. So we'll cover everything. Cool. Okay. And uh, so you got to answer this question already. But so since it's just pickup style and there's no league play, so that means there aren't any set teams, regular seasons, uh, rules, refs, and so on and so forth? Or No, none of that. We're pretty, uh, we just play pretty loose, just general pickup. Yeah, it's real general street hockey. Okay, How do you cool. organize your games? Uh, organization, huh? <laughs> uh, very loosely. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have uh, like a message board? Do you use Facebook? Do you have an email thread, texts? Um, How do you set up the games? Yeah, we have a big email blast, our Facebook group, Twitter. I don't think many come through Twitter, but it's mostly uh, the email and the Facebook group. All right. And do you find that's a challenge to organize the games or is it just kind of, I put it out there, this is when we're playing and anybody who shows up shows up? The hardest challenge sometimes is, getting enough people to play when we play the rink we have to do a minimum for the facility to actually hold it okay but sometimes we have too many people we've had to turn them away and sometimes we have to say come on out but uh i'm curious are there league fees the ymca charges yeah it's a uh, seven dollars for usually two hours we get to play okay and we don't charge for when we play in the basketball park it's that's just a fun old school little wood play sure all right excellent thank you so especially for goalies out there, Ryan, uh, do you guys have a set time for each period? Like, uh, you know, six minutes, 12 minutes, whatever it is. So, you know, when things are winding down or so, or do you just play by uh, whoever scores X amount of goals first or whatever? You know, that's a good question because it changes. It evolves from game to game. Actually, sometimes the weather has to do with it, whether or not it's too cold or if it's too hot. But for the most part, we're just out there for an allotted amount of time, and we try to go as long as we can right up to the buzzer. We do keep score, but that's not usually what determines when we end the game. <laughs> nice of Yeah, nice to put. Do you break it up in periods, or is it just uh, we play however long we can play? We do try to break it up in periods. Me and Goal, particularly, I, I, I'm usually clamoring for a water break a little bit earlier <laughs> than the rest of the team. I hear you. So for that reason, if no other, we try to, I, I like to have at least no longer than 15 minutes between water breaks, sure. but sometimes it doesn't happen. That's not asking a lot. I mean, that, that's yeah. crazy, man. God bless. No wonder why you guys do so well in the Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I try and grab my water if I'm lucky, like when a goal is scored and I have a few seconds, uh, you know, before the face off, but that's, you know, we, at least the way we usually play. We do six-minute periods, so we have a couple of minutes between to, to grab some. But, yeah, 15 minutes between water breaks is a little tough, so yeah. respect. 
kind of hang in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we do what we got to do to play the game we love, I guess, right? Yeah, we're not out there often enough to waste any time. So right. the guys, I understand, we just want to play. <laughs> Wow, that, that's, uh, yeah, much respect, Mr. Diaz. So as you guys alluded to that, yeah, you play some of your games out, well, you play all of your games outdoors, either in a rink or the basketball courts. So as you were saying about the pickup games, you usually stick with the basketball courts. And then when you can on like a Saturday or something, you kind of just for consistency sake, what, de- what determines where you play? If it's either at the basketball courts or the, uh, the rink? No, we just alternate. We keep a steady schedule of every other Saturday between okay. the basketball court and the rink. Okay. The weeknights are always at the rink because they have lights. At least in the uh, fall through winter, they have portable lights they put up. Oh, wow. So good old nighttime. I, I know guys in the group are coming from different locations, and you know the YMCA can be a little bit closer and uh, farther for some, and then vice versa for the basketball court. So switching it up, alternating like that, it, you know, it makes it a little bit easier on, on everybody. It makes it a little more fair. Sure. What I'm looking for. Yeah, for me and Ryan, it takes 45 minutes to get to the rink. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah, five, five minutes to get to the basketball. Or ten minutes to the basketball. Yeah, because yeah, in doing research before we set up our questions, I just kind of, out of curiosity, looked on a map and I did see that. From what I could tell, the rink and the uh, basketball courts are about 35 miles apart. So yeah. that's good that at least every once in a while you guys have a quicker commute than some other times. Exactly. Yeah. For the courts, how do you solve the issue of no boards and keeping the ball in play as opposed to it potentially getting away? I don't think we have. Do, do, do we have a solution for that? <laughs> we have a couple of pallets. We, unfortunately, the most unfortunate design of this facility right behind where we put the nets which is right in the middle of the rink mm-hmm. if it were a rink directly behind that is an open area uh, right about four feet wide and two of the corners are wide open and the whole side where the bench would be you could say it's just uh, it's open and it's a hillside so it's a bit of a challenge but when it goes out whoever chases it gets it and you know us old guys get a break so <laughs> it's, not too, it's not too bad it's like a tv timeout yeah there's ryan's oh, water break yeah, <laughs> water. Yeah, all right. Well, that's uh, you know, again, it's dedication. The fact that you're willing to play under those conditions, you know, I guess it just speaks to the fact of uh, how much you want to play. Absolutely. Yeah, and so far it's worked pretty well. What about eight years you guys been uh, together, CSH? Yeah. All right. Now, before we jump into the RSHL's Ironman tournament, please talk about Charlotte Street Hockey's almost winter classic ball hockey tournament that actually Mr. Kevin Frost and his teammates won back in December. Yeah, we're still pretty sore about that. that. (laughs) I hold that tournament dear to my heart, actually, Lou. I've got a lot of love for that particular game. I was Kevin's goalie on that game. Oh, yeah? In that tournament, I should say. And, you know, big shout out to Kevin. Hat off to you, sir, for giving me my first win in CHS history. Hey, you drafted uh, him. And, uh, you should be thanking you. I did draft him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know him at the time. Now I feel like I've always known him. <laughs> Tell me that story. How did you wind up playing goal for a team from uh, Raleigh? It's really Kevin and, and the other Kevin. It's really because they slid into the draft really quietly. I, I can't even tell you when they showed up. They just they were just there. Mm-hmm. They weren't really talking to anyone else. They just were these two random guys that wanted to play hockey for all i know they've never played before Mm. so you know someone on my team that i had already drafted drew i should give him a shout out i picked him up first for his wicked slap shot and he tells me get the guy with the beard get the guy with the red beard and i said (laughs) okay i don't you know i'm just here to have some fun and then Kevin tells me to get his friends so i said "Eh, you know i may as well keep you guys together yeah it turns out they're um they're not too bad. Okay, so this is interesting. You're, I, I was assuming that uh, the tournament was just kind of like uh, bring a team and everybody plays their own team. But the way you're describing it, it's uh, it's a draft. Like uh, even your tournaments are pickup style. Yeah, we um. So how it's set up? We we have a sign up. It's a website where you put your name and you sign up. Mm-hmm. We have so many that we had to cap, and then anybody over would be extras if somebody dropped out. Sure. Replace them up, and so what you do is you show up at the rink and you shoot around a little bit, and then you line up and you just get drafted in humiliated schoolyard style. (laughs) (laughs) That seems very fair. It's fun. It's a fun. I think they like. You know, there's always some kind of drama. Who's going to get first? Who's going to pick now? Who's everybody's looking around? Who's left? Kind of thing. How do you pick? Is it just like one, two, three, four, five? One, two, three, four, five? Or do you do like the snake back and forth? We do do the snake. Okay. 
<laughs> All righty. I am pretty famously bad at drafting teams in, in, in the league that we play in. So uh, I'm glad that you were able to pick a pretty good team there, Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm still on cloud nine from that win. Um, yeah, absolutely. Got my t-shirt that I wear every so often. And uh, yeah, it was a great day. Yeah, it's a very, actually, people really get, it, it's a fun tournament, but when it gets towards the semifinals and finals, like everybody gets pretty serious about winning it. So it's a pretty cool deal. How many games about do you play in one of those tournaments? We do a set of round-robin games. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think, eight or nine round-robins. And then just uh, single wee limbs. Okay. Uh, single elimination until we get to the, the champion. Now, we've uh, messed around with a couple of different formats, but we've this is one we've we've stuck with pretty probably the longest. All right. Actually, I would like to put you on the spot, if you don't mind, and hit you up for a little advice. The league that I just mentioned that James and I play in, we're actually considering putting on a tournament of our own in the uh, near to Midland future. Do you have any tips for how to organize one of those? Ooh, organization, very key, communication. Get every, think of every question somebody will ask, Mm -hmm. get everything in order before you even announce any kind of tournament. Mm Mm-hmm. And make sure people know exact dates and times and that kind of thing so they can say yay or nay if they can play. Okay. Any uh, mistakes maybe that you've made that uh, you can share the benefit of your experience of that maybe we or others might not have to make because of it? The biggest mistake is trying to please everybody who's in the tournament. Okay. (laughs) Just hold fast to however you're running things Mm -hmm. and your style and formats and all that stuff. You'll be fine. All right. Thank you. Much appreciated. Sure thing. As you mentioned before, the CSH holds other deck-slash-ball tournaments during the year. So do you guys have a consistent kind of schedule where you'll do a tournament every three months, for example, or you just randomly come up with it, hey, let's uh, get a tournament together? Yeah, that's kind of on a whim. We've had one actually two springs in a row. One was at a tennis court we used to play at. Those was a three-on-three tournament. And then the next year, we had one at the rink we play at the YMCA. But other than that, it's kind of random. Other than the the Winter Classic is always the first Saturday of December. And that's the official like start date of our group. So that's our little celebration. Okay. That, that makes sense, too. I mean, you guys being from North Carolina, it's kind of like the uh, Daytona 500 kicks off the season. So I, I like that. That's really exactly. nice. All right. Well done. So for the both of you, Lou and Ryan, uh, do you have any great deck game stories from your league you would like to share? It could be anything, you know, an amazing game or two, a player you may have mentored or a game you played in or whatever the case is. Or even a, a particularly memorable play, uh, you know, yeah. a highlight play from a, from a game that has a warm spot in your heart. I've never had a highlight play. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some, but I've never had one myself. How about you, Ryan? I guess what comes to mind is a good friend of ours, and Lou will know who I'm talking about already right away, is our buddy Raph, uh, Raphael Safran. See, the thing about Raph is he was one of our other goalies that played pretty consistently with us uh, for, uh, for years. Um, we actually lost Raph last year, unfortunately. It was really, you know, a sad time for the whole the whole league. But what I'll say about that, what really um, not surprised me, but one thing I admired was just the camaraderie and the fellowship between everybody, just the way that everybody came together and the way it affected everybody in different ways. You know, everybody reached out to his wife and, and everybody was, you know, was there for his family. And, and it was just something that really touched me because, you know, we really just play hockey with each other. Um, some of us know each other outside of that, but most of us don't. And when that happened, I feel like the whole community came together. So that's, that's something to be said for the fellowship that hockey does for people. Definitely. We actually had a, um, so he, he passed um, due to complications from MS. Oh, wow. So at the, uh, at our Warner Classic, everybody donated, we had a donation cup and we got about 200 bucks to donate in his name to the uh, MS Society. God bless you guys. That's fantastic. Now we have the Raphael Safant Memorial Trophy every year. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Very yeah, cool. our trophy was nameless, and it just seemed it seemed like the right thing to do. Glad it was nameless. Yeah. Put right in there. I'm not trying to dig into his medical history or anything like that, but uh, the fact that he was able to play goalie with MS is really kind of uh, admirable in its own right. Definitely. Yeah, he sounds like a heck of a guy. Right, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, it's pretty deep, but um, and our condolences too. 
But uh, Lou and Ryan, uh, you know, you guys are here not only to talk about the great ball hockey league that you guys are a part of, but also to talk about Ryan's RSHL Ironman Championship. Congratulations, Ryan, and congratulations, congratulations, Lou, absolutely, for uh, putting the team together as well. Now, uh, Ironman is designed to be a fast and nonstop, and therefore offsides is not enforced. That has to be a goalie nightmare. So how did, how did you deal with that, Ryan? Well, I, I really have to give props to my team because I, I'm not going to make anything up here. They played so well together. It really makes, puts a smile on my face. I'm smiling right now. You can't see it, but I am. Because these guys put the pressure on the other side for so long. I kid you not, there were minutes going by where I wasn't playing the game. So it's just, I really have to give them, uh, you know, my hats off to them because they, I, had a, I had a really good team. They really played well together. You know, they, they, everybody was where they had to be. And, you know, for me, that Ironman tournament was, you know, it was in the bag. I had it, and, and I'm glad we did. Now, if I recall correctly, there's no stoppage of play. It's, what are the, a 12-minute game? Yes, 12-minute game. That's it. Okay, so, yeah. So the fact that, you know, a 12-minute game, you were able to sit out for, you know, significant portions of that, that's... That's pretty impressive, especially since your teammates must have been gassed by the end. That you know, that really is a credit to them as the uh, you know titular Ironmen of the tournament. What division were you in? Uh, we were in the C division. Okay, um, we were in the lower. Class. For those of you who don't know, there are three divisions in the RSHL Ironman tournament, and each division has a champion. So your team was the champions of the C division. What was your team name? We were the Firebirds. Nice. Charlotte Firebirds. Well done. Congrats. And they rose like a phoenix to win the (laughs) tournament. So, Lou, how did you go about putting three teams together to represent the CSH? I put the C division team together. Uh, Another person in our group who runs the pickup scheduling, he put together a B team. And from what I understand, they did pretty well in uh, in B division, too. But uh, the team... So we have a travel team that we just put together last summer. Have one tournament under our belt, and just the way that the Raleigh Ironman is set up, with a just a five-man roster, we could split our travel team up. So the two Charlotte teams that ended up playing each other for the seed championship were pretty much just the whole of our travel team. We do have a couple different people in there because some people couldn't play, but. All in all, it was pretty much our travel team versus the travel team. Did you have to scrape together another goalie, or were you just okay with uh, the backup for your travel team? No, he was our uh, their their backup was the was the goalie for the blue team. Okay, so he's a very decent, very decent goalie too. Great. Yeah, he definitely made us work for it, <laughs> as he should. Well done. Credit to your league. I mean, Charlotte Street Hockey, very well represented there. So nicely done. Now, Ryan, with the Ironman setup, do you train any differently to prepare for the tournament or just the same as you do for Charlotte Street Hockey games? It seems like you're meant for the Ironman with what you were saying before, whereas you have to just give yourself a 15-minute break every once in a while if you get that. Yeah, we definitely play often enough and and hard enough that it's training in of itself for our regular pickup games once we get to the tournament. We're kind of, you know, already conditioned. Um, but that's that's the, the biggest thing is just being able to endure to the end. Um, everyone starts off pretty strong. And at the end of each game, you really can see who's gassed and who's not. And whoever's got their second win, those are the teams that are going to put the goals in. What, what I know myself and my team did to prepare was, you know, I, I, so I talked to some of my guys and, and they were at the gym you know, running a couple miles uh, on the treadmill every day. I know some guys were uh, eating a little bit healthier the weeks coming up to the tournament. I want to say I did those things too, but I'd be exaggerating. Um, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to, but, you know, life, you know, family, job gets in the way. I did watch a lot of highlight tapes. I did watch a lot of footage for goalies. I did study a little bit, you know, get, getting back down to basics. And um, I actually, I want to say that it helped because it turns out I was, I was butterflying all wrong all this time. So I, I switched it up in that Ironman tournament. I think it worked out well for me. Well, clearly. <laughs> How many games did you wind up playing that day? And what kind of break did you get between games? Well, you know, that's a, that's a good question because 
we played, I want to say four or five games, maybe five or six games all in all. And will you know that we had an hour in between games there? Oh, wow. We had, a, <laughs> we had some time. Our, our team in particular, you know, we played the first game mm-hmm. and we didn't play again for another hour. We ended up being the very first and the very last. Oh, wow. So um, we were there for a long time, but we did have some good breaks. So that, that helped us out too. Good. Good. That's excellent. Yeah, I know James and I played in a tournament last year where uh, we wound up in our first game we played and then we had a break of about an hour and then the next two games were back to back and they were like hour long games. So it was uh, that was a bit of a day. So the fact that you got some good rest between games is really encouraging to hear. So speaking of that, Lou and Ryan, would you please walk us through how your Sunday went? You know, you don't have to get too much detail, but just curious, like from the drive north through the games, the amount of fun you had, the ride back, any uh, highlights you'd like to share? We'd love to hear. Yeah, actually, my my Sunday was I was driving back from uh, Pennsylvania from my mom and dad. So I I didn't actually wasn't fortunate enough to attend. Okay. Well, you can still tell us how your Sunday went if you're so inclined. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a nice drive. I had a I had a big Ford van, and the weather was nice. It was a little snowy in Pittsburgh when I left, and I got down in North Carolina, and it's 70 degrees. It's you know that sounds beautiful. We know Lou was there in spirit, anyways. He was cheering us on through Facebook. I was. Thank you, Lou. Excellent. I saw your likes coming through. <laughs> So, Ryan, um, tell us about your day. For myself and actually for another member of my team, Mark, we decided to come on up to Raleigh the night before and stay over in a hotel. Smart. Um, just to give us a real easy way to transition into tournament mode. We didn't have to rush in the morning. We didn't have to get up early. We enjoyed a good breakfast at the hotel, hung out for a while. We did some laps around the hotel just to get our blood moving, get our muscles conditioned. And then we came on over, you know, ready to play. I know a couple of the guys came up uh, pretty early too. So they were there with plenty of time to kind of get in the right mindset to start playing. Um, Nobody was in a rush. Nobody um, showed up late last minute. We were all there pretty early. So it was good. That's uh, that's something I look forward to uh, too. Every time we make one of these trips out to Raleigh to play, um, we usually stay in a hotel and, you know, make a whole weekend out of it. It's pretty fun. Excellent. How many of these have you done now? This is my second one. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm glad that it paid off for you. It, it makes you feel like an NHL or two in a way, too. You're at a hotel, you, you know, staying overnight, get some practice in. So good for you. I enjoy those uh, those looks um, when we walk through the hotel lobby with the with the hockey sticks and with the hockey bags. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember being a kid and, and seeing traveling teams, uh, you know, with wonderment in my eyes. And now I kind of feel like I'm I'm the man. So yeah. you're right. That's, that's exactly how it is. You're the man, Ryan. <laughs> so I want to give a, a real big shout out to Brian, Mark, Thomas, Dave, the other Ryan. Just a big thank you for them helping me, uh, the Firebirds win that tournament the titles are thanks to them thanks guys all right thanks firebirds what did you get for winning the tournament i got a lot of bragging rights around charlotte let me tell you okay (laughs) all right (laughs) and that's what it's all about so uh thank you guys so much for joining us we really appreciate it before we let you go lou if you wouldn't mind plugging anything you'd like about the uh charlotte street hockey the website facebook twitter anything else sure easiest way to find us is www.charlottestreethockey.com. We have where we play, our schedule, a little bit about us, links to our social networks. Also, if you're on Facebook, if you search groups, just search Charlotte Street Hockey, or you can just type in the bar, I'm pretty sure we come up. And we're also on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at CLT Street Hockey. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll uh, definitely put links up on our website and Facebook page and so on and so forth, too. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so, so much for uh, giving us your time, being a part of this, and congratulations again on the Ironman victory. And hope to have you guys on some other time, too. Anytime you'd like to join us, just let us know. We'll do. Thanks Bye. for having us. All right, fun. Thank you very much. It's a good time. We appreciate your taking the time out to join us here on Hit the Deck. Anytime. All right. Good luck in the next one. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys there. Yeah. All right. Maybe. And if you are in the Charlotte area and you are interested in participating in some ball hockey, as it were, we, of course, would encourage you to seek out the Charlotte Street Hockey League. Uh, Lou is doing some 
fine, fine work over there. And as you heard, Ryan is is uh, he's an Iron Man in net. So you know you're gonna want to get with those guys and uh, and have some fun hockey. What are you waiting for? Seriously, what are you waiting for? Just don't like pause the podcast, go play some hockey, and then come back and listen to the rest of it in your uh, euphoric state from having had the opportunity to play some deck hockey in Charlotte. Or well done, sir. Or don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not your father. I can't tell you what to do. Just you know, I'm, we're just, we're we're giving you the opportunity to. Uh, you know. Don't say we never did anything for you. It's good advice. Yeah, by Cracky. And just have to uh, put a little, you know, a uh, cap on this too. As Mr. Kevin Frost did reach out to us, he was too humble to come back on the podcast to tell us all about the Iron Man tournament and mm-hmm. things like that. So he just wanted to give Lou and Ryan the spotlight. So thank you, Kevin. And also he mentioned speaking of. The uh, video highlights that are being worked on by Mr. Daniel Wilson, those will be available on the uh, Raleigh Street Hockey League YouTube channel late February, early March. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Definitely. You know, I think, I suspect with all of Kevin's newfound fame from being on the podcast, he can't go outside without people like, oh, Kevin, oh, hey, Kevin Frost, the Kevin Frost. Oh yeah, that like he he can't get a moment's peace. So he probably doesn't want to come on again and you know bump up that celebrity even more. He's only one man. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know he did a great job last week, and and he has an open invitation too, obviously, to be on the podcast whenever he wants. And we really enjoyed it. And again, it's nice to make another friend in this wonderful world of deck hockey or ball hockey. Yeah, hockey and sneakers. There you go. <laughs> That's what it says on this jersey that I'm wearing. This is a brand new jersey that I just got. Looking really sharp, sir. Thank you. Yes, for just uh, a quick aside here on the podcast. I was going to say, for those of you who don't know, there's no reason why any of you should know. <laughs> but um, we've highlighted briefly in previous episodes the Hit the Deck jersey, the official Hit the Deck jersey that James has. And I have finally gotten one for myself. So when you see us out in the wild, we might be sporting this sweet, sweet piece of merch. So, you know, you will be able to better recognize us as those guys from Hit the Deck by our jerseys. So, uh, you know, like any good team, we are repping our colors. So uh, I'm a little giddy because of, of that, because the Olympics, just all around. It's, uh, you know, February 22nd is turning out to be a pretty good day. Absolutely. So let's get right into it. Well, let's get back into it, actually. And uh, there was a great happy recap you put together at the top of the podcast, too. Thank really you. exciting, great stuff. And like we were saying off air, I mean, you can't make that stuff up. Just amazing drama. Yeah. And, and congrats to the U.S. women. But uh, yeah, I mean, February 22nd, there's a lot going on. It happens to be President Washington's birthday. So can you think of a better birthday gift than the 1980 Olympics? And and then just the 2018 Olympics now. So maybe well some dentures that aren't made of wood. I don't know. But a new uh, cherry tree. Possibly. But great way to celebrate his 200. What would have been his 286th birthday. So well done, ladies. Thank you for that. Yeah. Speaking of being a mama's boy, I guess I'm kind of a nonna's boy, too. In Italian, uh, our grandparents are nonna and nonno. So uh, my grandmother would have been 110 today had she still been in this world. But she's uh, celebrating up in heaven. So mission. Also, Wait, 224. Yeah. Hang on a second. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna sidebar here for a second. Sure. So there's an old song by the a group called the Human Beans that went no 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 <laughs> no 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 no. So are you telling me they were just singing Grandpa Grandpa Grandpa? That uh, <laughs> that takes a little luster off the song for me. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love my grandpa, but I, I don't I don't know if I would sing that kind of song about him, uh, Grandpa. Grandpa, 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 grandpa. Nah, I mean, I guess, but uh, oh well. Sorry. Yeah. Please continue. Yeah, maybe if he was hard of hearing, that you'd probably have to do that. But the irony, yeah, yeah. The the irony is that um, you know, my my father is now a a no no himself. Mm And the irony being that he doesn't say no to his grandchildren, which I love my father. I respect him to death. And and he did a great job raising my brother and myself. But he was very strict when we were young. He taught Mm -hmm. us how to become men and be accountable and things like that. So 
we always had to be well behaved. Fast forward to now, <laughs> my niece and my nephew do no wrong in his eyes. Uh-huh. So it's really it's funny to see. But yeah, it's, just, it's a strange translation between but, Italian and, and English there. But, well, that's a uh, grandparent's job. I mean, my wife yeah. and I joke that my daughter could burn down my parents' house and they would say she was a complete angel. Like, you know, it's just that's how it works. Yeah. Like, oh, it was an old house anyway. So Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she didn't mean it. It's fine. She's fine. Exactly. It's amazing. But uh, but yeah, getting back to uh, what happened in 1980, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've always said this, and, and it really bears repeating the uh, beating the Russians. I mean, it, it was so huge, the victory Which for we the have U.S. talked about once or twice on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, but at least when when the anniversary comes up, we have to uh, acknowledge it again. And oh, yeah. and then yeah, then then two days later, of course, on the twenty fourth, which happens to be my mom's birthday, and and it actually really is George Harrison's birthday. Mm-hmm. What happened was he was born really late on the night of the twenty fourth, so he grew up thinking that his birthday was on the twenty fifth because after midnight, mm-hmm. uh, and to cue another song, I guess, and a good uh, friend of his, did, Eric Clapton. Did he let it all hang out? Exactly right. But well, I guess his mother out, did. Yeah, it, it uh, turned out that he was actually born on the 24th. Okay. But anyway, uh, no offense to people who were born on the 25th, but again, stealing from the people who were born on the 24th, you deserve George Harrison back. George Thorogood, <laughs> a huge Mets fan and a great musician, he's born on the 24th. Eddie Murray, Hall of Fame baseball player. And to get the hockey back into it, Alexei Kovalov, mm. who uh, I was a big fan of his when he was on the Rangers. But AK-27. That's right. Uh, he was the kind of player that either you loved him or you hated him as a Ranger. I, yes. I loved him as a Ranger. I liked him too, although I can understand why people soured on him. He was, yeah. he was uh, well, the word that people like to use, especially describe Russians, is uh, enigmatic. <laughs> right. So then, yeah, on, uh, on the 24th, the U.S. beat Finland to take the gold in 1980. But I uh, just want to rewind a little bit to... Recent times of February 22nd, 2018, I think the number and the position is amazing, but uh, nice number on the U.S. women's goalie, Maddie Rooney. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's honestly the, the, the number, like she, she's number 35, which as you know, from listening to this podcast is my number and was Mike Richter's number, who was a world champion for the United States in his own right. And, you know, so that that's uh that that's a little bond that we share even though she's never heard of me most likely but uh that's okay i've heard of her and i've seen her work and it's outstanding and it's uh i mean it, there's so many things to be impressed by with the game generally but her in particular one she's not their regular full-time permanent goalie they have kind of a goalie platoon the u.s women's team and it's just whoever kind of has the hot hand that day is who the coach goes with so she's i guess she was the hot hand that day today and good on her and all of the women's goalies all of the goalies on the women's team are rookies in the olympics are olympic rookies Maddie is 20 years old. They kept hammering home that when the women's team won gold in Nagano in 1998, she was seven and a half months old. So uh, (laughs) she's 20 now and, you know, she's a gold medalist and her style. Oh, I love this girl's style. She made James. She made a save in overtime with like 20 seconds, 19 seconds left to go in overtime. And so it was like at the the right post like uh she comes out to stop the puck it wasn't quite at the post it was it was a little out but it was on the right side she comes out i guess aggressively to stop the puck and it rebounds and she has to dive back with her stick and the rebound shot which should have been the gold medal for canada she manages to block it with the paddle of her stick and send it shooting off just wide of the crossbar. Oh, it was, oh, the stick work on this girl. She's my girl. Goalie after my own heart. Oh, I, I can't, 
I can't say enough nice things and enough you know complimentary things about this goalie and this team. It was just incredible. Matty Rooney, yeah, we're we're tapping our sticks to you because uh, and especially having the the guts and the wherewithal to make the gold medal winning save in in the shootout too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. There there were some good shooters on both sides that uh, had you know some some women just like tried to go straight power and you know a hard shot and it worked and it didn't work from time to time and some women tried to be very tricky the game winning goal was something out of a video game it was like it was the sickest dangle i can remember seeing it was incredible if you have not seen the highlight of the game winning shootout goal you need to go watch that because it is ridiculous yeah, Jocelyn Davidson, nice, nice job. I mean, she, from what I read, she said that she was practicing that for about four years. And uh, listen, I believe it. Practice pays off, okay? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well done, ladies. I well, wouldn't have well stopped done. that. I, 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 don't, I don't think, yeah. I mean, Dominic Hasek would have probably had a problem trying to stop that, too. And just one more thing on the Olympic team I want to give credit to Dunkin' Donuts for making a great commercial and Granted, it's a commercial, so it's designed to get you to want to buy their product. But I think they've earned this one. Like, I don't drink coffee, but, you know, they've earned my money for for this uh, particular commercial. It is a commercial centered around hockey and uh, specifically Megan Dugan. She's a player on the U.S. women's team. And so she, like, it, it. it's... Basically, I guess the the idea behind the commercial is that Dunkin' Donuts is the fuel for the hockey, you know, players. But it's kind of her very quickly showcasing her journey from you know street hockey to roller hockey to ice hockey, and even though it's not included in the commercial, eventually to being a gold medalist in the Olympics. And the tagline is brewed for this, so you know, look it up. It's it's like you know, thirty seconds of your time, a minute of your time, whatever depending on which version of the commercial you see. And it's like, it, it, it just, it's great. If you love hockey, then it's just a great commercial. So I want to credit Dunkin' Donuts for that. So ladies, all of our congratulations and all of our respect. Really very well done. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Okay, so another episode of Hit the Deck. And uh, if you would like to listen to more episodes of Hit the Deck, besides episode 88, you can go back to the archives. And uh, then when you've finished listening to the archives, you can go back to the future and listen to the next episode of Hit the Deck when we release it, presumably next week. That's, that's the schedule that we try to keep. So, you know, barring, barring uh, misfortune or unexpected, you know, chaos, then, then we shall endeavor to bring you another episode next week but in the meantime we would be remiss were we not to close out this episode in the proper way which is to give our sincere thanks first and foremost to lou harvitin and ryan diaz for being our guests on this podcast stopping in to give us a little taste mm a delectable taste of what it's like to be in the Charlotte Street Hockey League. And, of course, we would like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcast. We would like to thank Anthony Sejazi for providing music to this podcast, the LIQ for sound effects, and you, and I was going to say and viewers like you, but this isn't PBS. This is a podcast. So listeners like you who listen to this podcast and are the reason that this podcast exists are hit the deckers out there. Thank you ever so much for continuing to support us through 88 episodes and hopefully beyond. Please, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell your friends. If you like the podcast, tell one friend. Just one person that you play hockey with, maybe, or, uh, you know, that you talk hockey with. Just spread the joy. Please, please tell one person about Hit the Deck. That's all I ask. I would sincerely appreciate it, and I know so would James. So uh, thank you for that. Please, if you have not already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast or Stitcher or uh, the Podbean app. I've looked at the metrics, and a big percentage of you are using the Podbean app. So, uh you know, if if you haven't already, subscribe to us on the Podbean app because that that's 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 good times right there. <laughs> <laughs>
While you're subscribing to things, please consider subscribing to us on YouTube. I know we've gotten some new subscribers lately, and we want to keep that train rolling. So please subscribe to us on YouTube. We are Hit the Deck Podcast on there. Very easy to find. Deck is, of course, D-E-K. We would like to encourage you to reach out to us and start a conversation. Tell us what you want to hear on the podcast. If you have some stories of your own that you'd like to share, please, we'd love to hear them. Please email us at hitthedeck, that's D-E-K, at gmail.com. Tweet at us at Hit the Deck Pod. We are Hit the Deck on Twitter and Instagram. And really, we want to hear from you because we, as I said, We believe you are the most important part of this podcast, and we want you to open that dialogue with us so we can all be part of the big old Hit the Deck team. Speaking of teams, I want to give some love to Hagen Hockey and All Black Hockey Sticks for giving us some love this week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have friends in the hockey community. And if you're looking for some quality gear, those are some great places to start. So, uh, you know, go go get you some of that. James, is there anything that I have forgotten to mention? No, you haven't forgotten anything. And I just want to reiterate what you were saying. Thank you to Lou and Ryan for joining us tonight. And again, thank you to Jeremy Laws and Kevin Frost for introducing yourselves to us and opening up a great new door of North Carolina greatness of uh, deck hockey. So that's just been a great new find. And we really, really appreciate all the support from the wonderful people of North Carolina. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Keep it up. And hopefully we can grow this podcast even bigger. Yes, sir. So with that being said, we will, uh, of course, leave you with the same sentiment as ever. I know here in the New York area, the weather has been really up and down and crazy. So um, I can't speak for your area. But what I can speak for is the sentiment that whether you are out in the freezing cold or the sweltering heat, whether you are indoors or outdoors, whether you are playing the game as part of a dedicated team or just playing pickup with a bunch of guys that you just met, regardless of what you are doing, I would implore you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. You're breaking up a little bit, so I guess we're in real time here. So maybe we, we have to do that again. So. Sure, let's do the whole thing again. <laughs> there you go. See the benefit of not being alive. Yeah, you don't want to see me anyway. All right. <laughs>